0: Uno, dos, one, two, three, cuatro. Please. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hello, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode 11 of the One British Man English Podcast. I'm your host, Lee. Thanks for joining me. If you haven't been here before, here's how it works. Part one of the episode is a discussion. It could be a monologue, like today, or sometimes it's an interview with another native speaker. We choose a topic... We talk about it, we have some fun with it. And in part two of the episode, we analyze that discussion and we pick out some of the cool words, the expressions, the idioms, the slang, the informal language, the stuff that you don't usually learn in textbooks or at school. Just briefly before we start today, if you like my voice, and I think it's quite a nice voice, then you can use it for personal or professional purposes. I'm not just a podcaster and an English tutor, I'm also a voiceover artist which means if you have some marketing needs maybe you need to make a video production for a business maybe you just have some personal projects going on and you would like a British voiceover on that project feel free to drop me a line and maybe we can work together in the future. My email address is lee at speaktolee.com or you can find me on LinkedIn and it's got some featured videos and some demos of what I've been doing on there to today's topic, let's get psychological. Today's topic is positive, can be simple, but we're gonna go a bit deeper just to keep it interesting. It's about doing good deeds. If you do a good deed, by basic definition, it means doing something nice for another person. So when I'm walking around the streets in the city, minding my own business, if there's an opportunity to do something nice for someone else, I usually take it. It could be buying lunch for a homeless person, could be helping an old person across the road could be carrying the shopping bags to their car you know just looking out for those opportunities to help someone else in English we have a nice idiom related to this we say a good deed for the day so you would do something nice for someone else you would walk away and you'd say I've done my good deed for the day interestingly this idiom is perfect to get to the point of this whole podcast episode Isn't it strange that you feel this level of satisfaction by doing something good for someone else? I think it's a natural reaction. You do something good, it also makes you feel good. And this idiom, I've done my good deed for the day, becomes a little bit more selfish. You turn this idea inwards and you're thinking, hmm, I feel good about myself. So I thought let's dive into this idea and talk about the behavioral, psychological, and decision-making process behind this so-called act of kindness. My ultimate question is, if you do a good deed for the day, is it based purely on moral altruism, or is it tainted with selfishness and the need to feel good about yourself? Sometimes I hate the way my brain works. Why do I always make things so complicated? I was just thinking about the last time I did a good deed. It was in the winter of this year and it was one of those freezing cold days in Finland. Must have been minus 20. And if you're not aware, gloves, scarves and hats just become a part of your body in the winter for about five months. Just getting into the car is like a survival mission in the winter. So you open the front door, leg it across the driveway, get inside, whack the heating up. It's like some scene from Titanic, you know, when Jack and Rose are like holding on to each other, shivering with a blue face and every breath just like steams up the window in front of you. Oh yeah, and by the, by the way, usually you get in the car and then you realize, "Ah, oh, my whole windscreen's covered in snow and thick ice." So now you have to go back outside and spend about 20 minutes scraping it off the car. Anyway, that's a different story. On this day, I finally cleared the windscreen, started driving. I can't remember where I was going. As I drove around the corner at the end of my block, there was a guy sitting in the bus stop. And this guy looked pretty rough. He had rough clothes on. He had a red puffy face. He had a can of some premium lager in his hand. Had some shopping trolley with loads of random stuff I guess he'd found in some bins. And he was trying to light a cigarette. And he caught my attention as I went past and I saw he had no gloves on. I thought, whoa, it's so cold. He should not be outside without gloves on. I'm sure that was the least of his worries but still that's an opportunity for me to maybe help this guy. I guess he couldn't feel the cold he probably had too much alcohol inside him or his hands were completely numb. So anyway I didn't have any spare gloves on me. I actually needed mine I was going to be outside as well but I decided I'm pretty close to my house so I'm going to turn around and go and get some spare gloves which is exactly what I did. Went back to my house grabbed some gloves from the cupboard. Went back, parked the car, walked over to him and gave him a pair of gloves. I don't even think he said thank you, but that's fine. He doesn't need to. It was an act of kindness. I wanted to do this for him. Now, I just want to have a look at why I did that and try and look into the psychological aspect of it. Was it for me to feel good about myself or was it a moral responsibility? Was someone in need and I could improve his situation? On this occasion, there was another positive. My son was in the back of the car watching the whole process and I did obviously explain to him why I turned around, why I gave him some gloves and explained that this guy is not having a good time in his life and that we should try and help these people if we see an opportunity. So there was some educational aspect to it as well. But in my heart of hearts, I know that I didn't do it with the sole intention of educating my kid. I didn't use the guy for educational purposes. I did it because... I thought, man, I would hate to be in that position. And it made me think about my life and how easy I've got things in comparison to other people. I did a good deed. It was instinctive. Funny thing is, I saw the same guy at the same bus stop a couple days later, another freezing cold day. I think he was even lighting a cigarette again. And he didn't have any gloves on. Again. What has he done with my gloves? I'm hoping, and I like to imagine that he saw a guy in a worse situation than himself and also did a good deed. So maybe my gloves have been passed down the line to people who need them the most. In reality, he probably sold them for some cheap beer. (coughs) If you're thinking, why is there an elephant sound effect that has nothing to do with this podcast? I quite like elephants and it's my podcast and I'll do whatever I want. I'm sure there's many of you out there who use the TV show Friends to learn English. They actually touched on this in one of their episodes. It was Phoebe and Joey arguing about whether doing a good deed can be a selfless act. Joey disagreed. He said it's always selfish. Phoebe was trying to find a deed that was selfless. Here's the audio clip, just in case you missed it. Sorry Phoebes, I just, you know, I just wanted to do a good deed, like like you did with the babies. This isn't a good deed. You just want to get on TV. This is totally selfish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about you having those babies for your brother? Talk about selfish. What, what are you talking about? Uh, well, yeah, it was a really nice thing and all, but it made you feel really good, right? Yeah, so? Well, it made you feel good, so that makes it selfish. Look, there's no unselfish good deeds. Sorry. Yes, there are. There are totally good deeds that are selfless. Well, may I ask for one example? yeah it's you know there's no you may not that's because all people are selfish whoa 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 joey all people are selfish are you sure but i guess he has a point it is kind of in our human nature to be a little bit selfish to think about ourselves first But I also don't think that the current world that we live in helps with that. On a human level, I think we can all be selfless, but the world that we live in and the role models that we look up to Show us that it's okay to trample over other people to get what you want, to achieve something for you and to look after you as the number one most important thing in the world. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the idea. Governments, politicians, business people take what they want whenever they want. The rich take from the poor. This is something that goes back way through human history, but it's such an important part of our world that... We are now built as selfish individuals. I don't think we can escape from that. So when we do a good deed, yes, occasionally we do it with a selfish idea in mind. Maybe you've done something bad previously. Maybe you don't feel good about yourself. So you do a good deed just to make up for that bad thing that you did earlier. Maybe you do it just to look good to your friends. That's another part of our society these days. It's drummed into us that we need to look good in front of everyone else. We need to be an upstanding citizen and do the right things. So when you do a good deed, does it come from the heart or are you just showing off? Are you showing everyone else around you? Hey, look at me. I'm a nice, kind, generous guy. Or do you do it for some reward? If you're giving money to charity and expect it to be the front page of a newspaper or featured in a magazine, what's the main motivation behind it? Do you have an ulterior motive for that act of kindness? These are all worthy things that you should consider before you decide to do a good deed. On a more optimistic front, I do believe that we can be selfless as long as it's coming from the right place and it's from somewhere deep inside yourself, we all have that feeling to love and to care for another human being. We have a connection to one another, no matter what's going on around us. That is a human element that we all share. I'll share with you one more experience that I've had of doing a good deed here in Finland. You know, it's really nice to do it in Finland because everyone likes to keep themselves to themselves And not to make any big fuss by communicating unnecessarily. So I was in the supermarket. The woman in front of me, she was an elderly lady, bless her. The cashier was scanning through all the items that she wanted to buy. Got to the grapes at the end. And the old lady realized she didn't have enough money to buy the grapes. She had to give them back to the cashier and say, Sorry, I don't have enough money. She packed her bags and she walked out. Imagine that you wanted some grapes. Didn't have enough money and that expectation has been destroyed. That's enough to ruin your night, isn't it? So, of course, I bought the grapes. I chased her down the street. I think she thought I was going to kill her or something. But no, I handed her a grapes. She was very grateful. She didn't give me any, which is a bit annoying. But I felt like I'd done something nice. I didn't set the world on fire. I didn't save humanity. I didn't save dolphins from extinction. I didn't take a homeless man off the street. I didn't adopt a child. No, I just bought an old lady some grapes, which is all you have to do in this world. Brighten up someone's day just for a brief moment. Let's end with one more little clip from Friends where Phoebe tries her best to find the selfless act. you know that I found a selfless good deed I went down to the park and I let a bee sting me. (laughs) What is that gonna do anybody? Well it helps the bee look tough in front of his bee friends. (laughs) The bee is happy and I am definitely not. You know the bee probably died after you stung me. Damn it. Very shortly, we'll head over to part two, where we analyze everything I've just said and take out some of the useful English language that I've used. If you enjoyed this topic or any of the other episodes previously, then please remember to review, rate, share, like, follow, whatever, those normal crazy social media things. It really helps others to find the podcast and it helps other English learners to learn the same way that you are. If I could leave you with one last thought for the day, I would say try and do a good deed every day. Make sure it comes from a place of principle. Make sure it comes from a good place in your heart. It might make you feel good at the same time, but don't worry about it. It's good to do nice things for other people and there's always someone who needs a little bit more than you. Every little helps. Hold on to your hats. We're off to part two. So when I'm walking around the streets in the city, minding my own business. Okay, so we're kicking off with a really nice native expression. If you're minding your own business, it means you are not interfering in anyone else's business. You can actually use this expression in a slightly more aggressive tone. So if you actually said to someone, oi, mind your own business, it means respect my privacy and stop interfering with what I'm doing. I'll put it into a little scenario for you. John walks over to Steve's desk and says, oh, hello, Steve, what are you doing? Let's have a look. What are you working on at the moment? And Steve says, John, mind your own business. He means give me some space or give me some privacy. Basically, go away, John, you idiot. Behind this so-called act of kindness. Okay, this is a tough one, so stick with me. So-called, when we use the expression so-called before describing something, it's because the thing we are describing is, is inappropriately named. The thing we are talking about here is an act of kindness and this is inappropriately named in this case because I'm suggesting that maybe it's not so kind. So it's called an act of kindness but maybe it's not as kind as you first think. Therefore I can use this expression, the so-called act of kindness. Let me give you another context so you can try to understand this. Her so-called friends had broken her heart and lost her trust forever. So in this case, they are supposed to be her friends and we call them her friends, but they are inappropriately named because they have broken her heart and caused mistrust. So effectively, they're not her friends. So we call them her so-called friends. They're supposed to be, but they're not really acting like it. If you do a good deed for the day, is it based purely on moral altruism? Ooh, this is a fancy word, altruism. Altruism is a word that, to be honest, we don't use very often, but it's a very nice one, and it means selflessness. So the opposite of selfishness. It's selflessness. It's about doing things purely for other people's well-being. So we have altruism, which basically means selflessness, Or if you want to use it as an adjective to describe the way someone is being, you could say he is being altruistic or he is being selfless. The example I used was moral altruism. The only reason I used the word moral at the beginning was to specify that the nice deed that we are doing is about morals and principles. Or is it tainted with selfishness? Is it tainted with selfishness? Sometimes I sound so poetic. We use the word tainted to mean contaminate. It doesn't mean we're literally contaminating something, but it means that we are morally contaminating something, just ever so slightly. So this good deed that we're doing is slightly contaminated with selfishness. It's tainted with selfishness. Usually if you contaminate something it's in a negative way so we're talking about negative impact on a moral idea. His creative mind was tainted with evil thoughts or the opposition believed that the elections were tainted with corruption. They weren't completely corrupt but there was a hint of contamination. So you open the front door leg it across the driveway. If you leg it you're running really fast, usually away from something. In this case, I'm running away from the cold. I'm gonna say that this expression came from the school playground, definitely from the younger generation. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was younger, I thought it was hilarious to walk around the streets with my friends, knock on people's doors, and then run away before they got to the door. We used to call this game Knock Knock Ginger. I'm sure you play it in your own country as well. So sometimes when we knocked on the door, we would be too slow. And some guy would answer the door and we'd be stood there, a group of guys messing around. And we would shout, leg it! Which means, run away from this man as quick as you possibly can. But in my heart of hearts, I know that I didn't do it with the sole intention of educating my kid. If you know something in your heart of hearts, then you really and truly believe it. Even if it seems like sometimes that you don't believe it, you really do deep down in your heart. So in a different context, I could say, even though it might seem like I'm a bit distracted from my work sometimes, in my heart of hearts, I know I'm the right man for the job. The second word I want to talk about in that little clip is soul intention. The soul intention is the only intention that you had. Sometimes English is logical. If you think about the word solo, which means you do something on your own or by yourself, then you get the word soul. So the soul intention is the only intention. Not to be confused with the other souls in the English language. Soul is a fish. Soul is the bottom of your foot. And soul is the spiritual entity inside each and every one of us. Stupid English. It seemed so logical for a second until we found out one word had four different meanings. Ridiculous it's drummed into us that we need to look good in front of everyone else. If you drum something into someone, you are forcing something to be learned by someone by repeating it over and over again. Here's another example for you. When we were children, saying please and thank you was drummed into us. So it describes our parents repeating over and over again, say please, say thank you. Yes, okay, mum. These are all worthy things that you should consider Worthy is an adjective and it means to show or have the qualities that deserve the action that we're about to talk about. So let me break this down a little bit. We've got an adjective, worthy. We also need a noun which we will describe using the word worthy. And then we have an action following it. Take this sentence as an example. The issues are worthy of further consideration. So we've got the issues as the noun. We're saying they are worthy. It means that they have the qualities that deserve further consideration, which is the action. So the issues are worthy of further consideration. It means the issues are good. You know, they deserve it. They're good. So we should consider them more. They're worthy. If you like medieval stuff or you like some series related to kingdoms, I don't know, Game of Thrones could be a good example. You might hear the word worthy. You might have the king who's looking down at one of his servants who's done something really stupid. And he'll say, you are not worthy of serving me, the king. And it basically means you don't deserve to make your rubbish. I felt like I'd done something nice. I didn't set the world on fire. I didn't save humanity. It's funny, this expression, set the world on fire. I actually use it quite a lot. If something sets the world on fire, it attracts a lot of attention or is usually very successful. But I must tell you that we usually use this in the negative. So let me give you an example. The company is doing all right, but they haven't exactly set the world on fire. So they're not doing really great. I actually used this recently to describe an event here in Finland. I'm going to this little autumn market in a little village on the countryside. And I was going to go there with an English friend who has never been there before. And she said, oh, what's it like? Is there loads of stuff going on? Is it really fun? Does it get busy? And I said, well, it's really nice, it's cosy, but it's really small. It's not exactly going to set the world on fire, but it's worth going to. Well, that's the end of episode 11. Thanks very much for joining me again. If you like this, don't be lazy. Go and rate it, review it and share it with all of your friends everywhere. Just remember that if you're one of those English learners who's struggling to find motivation, and you're bored of the same old methods, then come and give me a shout and let's see if we can work together to try and improve your English level if it's something that you're really passionate about. I've got some different methods. I'm not a school teacher. We can talk about that together. Also, if you need some proofreading, if you want some voiceover work, you know where I am. Go to speaktolead.com and you can find out more information there. Thank you very much again and I will see you next time on the One British Man English Podcast. Goodbye.